from wide receiver one in 2019 to not even in the top 90 in 2020. That's Michael Thomas. Let's talk about him right now with Jacob Gibbs on Fantasy Football Today in 5. And you know Jacob. He is a sports line data analyst. He is, uh, I, I, I think, the best at breaking down the numbers, the numbers that you would not even think to look up. You probably don't even know how to look them up. But that's why we have Jacob Gibbs here to talk about all these great things. Check out his profiles on sportsline.com. So let's talk about Michael Thomas with a new quarterback and, the, and routes and things like that. Just basically what we can expect in 2021. Yeah, so I don't know if people realize this really because Thomas really did have a lost season, but his route tree uh, continued to change and develop in 2020. And we've seen just kind of a natural progression uh, each year um, that he's been in the NFL. I don't know if it's that or maybe it's, you know, the jokes getting called slant boy uh, or whatever, but Thomas ran a lot more downfield routes, um, not nearly as many slants last year. Uh, so his average depth of target um, has risen each of the past four years um, from the seven to eight yard range. It was 8.1 in 2019, um, all the way up to 9.6 in 2020. So he went from a career high 8.1, almost up to 10 yards. Um, and same thing with his average route depth. It went from 7.6 2018 to eight in 2019, and then all the way up to 9.2 yards downfield. Um, on his average route depth in 2020. The jump from 8.1 to 9.6 in terms of his ADOT really is noteworthy. That I mean, for reference, that's higher than Devontae Adams, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, uh, to name a few guys. That really is a huge change uh, for someone who's typically been among the lowest ADOTs in the league, you know, down below eight yards. Um, so I, I just don't – is that something you've heard anyone talk about? I think it's something that's really interesting. No. In how no. they used them last year. Yeah, no. I, I, in fact, no, I hadn't. I was unaware of that. We haven't really talked about that. And what about air yards? Can you follow up with air yards? Yeah, for sure. You know, higher A dot means more air yards um, if you're still getting the targets. Um, and I, I think the the most important thing to realize here is that the change in A dot and the change in air yards came as kind of a result of, you know, the change in the guard at quarterback, which shouldn't come as any surprise. Um, Breeze definitely helped Thomas pile up the catches in the past, but I think he kind of, you know, his propensity for short passing maybe limited Thomas in some ways in terms of his ADOT. Um, so in the games that Jameis, Winston, or uh, Taysom Hill were the primary quarterback, Thomas's ADOT was up even higher than what we talked about, all the way up to 10 yards, um, which is the same range as like Stefan Diggs and Terry McLaurin, um, you know, deep downfield weapons. I And the, the result in this increase in his ADOT, his air yard market share, or the percentage of his team's air yards, in those games with Winston or Taysom was all the way up to 49%, which is just insane. The highest in the league last year was 44%. Nobody gets 50%. So that that easily would have led the entire NFL in 2020 in terms of the percentage of air yards that he got. Um, mm. And I think you combine those, you combine these massive air yards, this high A dot with you know the type of targets that we're used to seeing Thomas get, and you really have a, a potential recipe for wide receiver one upside. That's going to be contingent on you know, New Orleans being able to produce enough touchdowns for him to, you know, <laughs> he had zero touchdowns last year. And I'm not super confident in their offense. But so the question is, is, is he still being targeted at a high rate like we've seen when he was the wide receiver one in 2019? Um, and the answer is no. He, his target per route run rate dropped from 30% in 2019 to 26.3% last year. But that's still really high. That would have ranked fifth among qualified receivers. Um, and none of the receivers who ranked ahead of him um, had an average route depth as high as Thomas's. So he's being targeted at a high rate and he's running these really deep routes. And when I examined this data a little bit more the past seasons, it became clear that combining a target per route run rate as high as his was um, with an A dot as deep as Thomas's was 
um, is a recipe for just like massive, massive fantasy results. All right, so uh, hold on. Let's that's just <laughs> right. It's a lot of numbers. I here. get too, I get too excited so, when I'm talking about Michael Thomas. Sorry, because you're going to give us you're going to tell us the historical precedent here, but. He's getting a ton of air yards. He had when when it was Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, it was fifty percent of his team's air yards, which would have easily led the NFL. He's right. still seeing a very high target per route run. So it's a lot of it's deeper routes and it's a lot of targets and it's going to end up in what? Fantasy points. Yeah. <laughs> it's real simple. You know, targets and air yards normally equals fantasy points. So in the time that I have uh, target per route run rate available, um, the data, which is twenty seventeen and now, uh, we've had ten receivers. Who've had a target per route run rate above 25% and an A dot above 9.5 yards. Um, Stefan Diggs was the only one to do it last year. There have been 10 receivers in total. Um, in those four seasons, this formula has produced the wide receiver one twice. Um, and the average fantasy finish of those 10 receivers is wide receiver four. Mm. Uh, so it's not a big surprise. It's pretty simple. But yeah, it turns out lots of targets and lots of air yards equals lots of fantasy points. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm curious what you think about it because I'm a little bit worried about New Orleans offense, but I think. If I were to place bets on anyone to you know reach the thresholds we just mentioned, it would probably be on Calvin Ridley first, but I think Thomas would be next. It's either him or Justin Jefferson. I think if he's available in the third round, then he might be in some drafts. It might be in a lot of drafts. He's, he's a slam dunk pick. I know Chris has him as his number two wide receiver, and Whoa. I could definitely see a case. Uh, I just I don't feel like Jameis Winston is going to be the quarterback for the entire season, so... Keep that in mind. He was on pace for 120 catches in four games with Taysom Hill, and that included that one stupid game against Denver where Hill threw like 16 times uh, because Denver wasn't fielding a, a competitive team. So uh, I don't know that it's a, it's a death sentence or anything, but I just, I'm just i not banking on Jameis Winston the entire season, uh, but it just makes so much sense. T- yeah, touchdowns were a concern with Breeze, so they're going to be concerned with, with a different quarterback. But um, he is uh, a, slam, a slam dunk top 30 pick. For anyone, I think uh, definitely a great case to be a top 24 pick. And some people would even take him as a top 12 or 15 pick. And I totally get it. So if you take, if you take a, you know, if you listen to our player profiles, you took a running back in round one and Jefferson in round two, and you found Thomas in round three, you're, Jacob's going to like your team quite a bit. Love that start. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Thanks a lot for listening, everybody. This is uh, Jacob Gibbs and Adam Azer. We will talk to you next week. We'll talk to you with a new edition of Fantasy Football Today in 5 on Monday. Have a great weekend.